0: It looks like today's episode for Lessons from the Book of Proverbs is going to be synonymous with the previous episode where wisdom is speaking to the sons of God on how to live righteous and that wisdom causes us to be righteous, but this specific chapter, chapter 10, we're on day 10, is more about the righteous should know how to act and behave and do righteous things. And when the righteous are behaving righteously, the effects of righteousness are thus and thus. So, let me read to you now. I'm going to be reading different sections of Proverbs chapter 10. This is a long chapter, actually. And there are so many good nuggets. And I found different things to pull out to align with that theme and that vision of the actions and acts of the righteous. Righteous. Starting with verse two through verse six, gaining wealth through dishonesty is no gain at all, but honesty brings you a lasting happiness. The Lord satisfied the longings of all his lovers, but he withholds from the wicked what their soul's crave. Slackers will know what it means to be poor while the hard worker becomes wealthy. Know the importance of the season you're in and a wise son you will be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. The lover of God is enriched beyond belief, but the evil man only curses his luck. Now, there's a footnote for there that the writer of this specific translation is saying, the direct translation in Hebrew of chapter 10, verse 6 is saying, the lover of God is enriched beyond belief, but those who are evil, their mouths cover evil and curses. There's so much from verses two through verses six that we could spend an entire podcast episode dedicated to that. But I want to point out a few things. Number one, we've gone through this through the 10 days that God requires honesty. In fact, we're going to see real soon. Stay tuned that God abhors. He disdains. He looks down on uh, detestably. Dishonesty. He does not like dishonesty. That's because he's righteous and just and he demands and expects righteousness. So, how do we become a people of integrity? How do we become people who remain honest in the world before God in a fallen world? Well, we ask for wisdom. Now, we're in the year 2021 where Our intellect, our will, and our emotions are coming to crossroads, and we can make a decision. We're going to have them sanctified, purified, and rightly aligned, or they're going to be discombobulated and completely out of order and out of sync with God's timing and God's seasoning, and we will not be in alignment with Him. Thus, we will produce and desire things from ourselves the carnal nature versus God's desire in us, and His producing those things. That's what, but verse three is talking about. It's going to be withhold, withheld from us, the carnal desires, the carnal intellect, and the carnal will. God is saying to us in chapter uh, verse five, "I love this that know the importance of the season you're in." You know, this is why we have to understand times. In seasons, understand the times and seasons that you are in. God gives a measure of wisdom. And if you don't have it, begin to open up your mouth and cry out for it and ask for it. Now we're going to verses 10 through 14. The troublemaker always has a clever plan and won't look you in the eye, but the one who speaks correction honestly can be trusted to make peace. Two things here. We've talked about extensively the season that we're in and God calling us to be peacemakers. Now I understand God calls us to make war and to do war and causes us to to be in warfare, but we have to understand scripture in the New Testament through the gospels and the epistles. Have your feet prepared with the gospel of peace, shod with the gospel of peace. Go to and to as Jesus sends you out. And those who welcome you, it's peace. And those who don't welcome you, you dust your feet where peace doesn't abide and you leave. And what you do is you bless and do not curse so that you sow a seed because you don't know What you're sowing might be watered so that what's been planted can flourish and grow in a later time and season. Now we're back to understanding the times and seasons. Our responsibility is to do what he's called us to do. He's called us to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Look, so many things, revelries and wars and dissension and factions could have been easily resolved if someone had humbled themselves and made peace. That's what verse 10 is talking about. The troublemaker loves stirring up trouble and always has a clever, hidden plan. Underhanded, shrewd. They cannot be honest. That's what it's talking about. They won't look you in the eye. But the person who corrects honestly is after peace. Understand that. We're back to honesty and peace. God honors and requires honesty. God honors and requires peace. Verse 11, the teachings of the lovers of God are like living truth flowing from the fountain of life, but the words of the wicked hide an ulterior motive. We just covered that last part again, but I want to go back to the the first part of verse 11 in that we get to have true fountain of life. Flowing from us. That's because we have wisdom. When the spirit of wisdom rests on us, when the spirit of wisdom is filling us, when our eyes, the eyes of our understanding, are filled with the spirit of wisdom, we get that life streaming from our words. Verse 12, hatred holds old quarrels alive, but love draws a veil over every insult and finds a way to make sin disappear. Boy, if there were not a scripture for what's going on today in the United States of America, it is Proverbs chapter 10 verses 12, and I've been heralding this for a while, we have got to stop falling into the trap and the ensnarement of the enemy of Satan, who is opening up old wounds that have not fully healed. And that's what verse 12 is talking about. Hatred keeps old quarrels alive. When we cannot heal from the hatred that has happened against an oppressed people, oppressed peoples, we don't heal. And it stirs up old quarrels. It keeps it going and going and going. And because there's hatred at the root, we can't love, which means everything is an insult. And we go all the way back. Oh, it's a repeated cycle. It's bondage. That's what it is. Someone has to draw the line and say, I am willing to make this sin and iniquitous action not only Go away, but completely disappear as if it was erased and never apparent. We've got to see. I'm not just saying get over it. We got to see it for what it is and clothe ourselves with love and tender mercies. There is a greater way. He is a rewarder. He is a God who does recompense. He rules and dominates in recompense. His name is Jehovah Sidkenu, Yahweh Sidkenu. God who is just, God who is righteous, the Lord who is our righteousness. He's going to cause justice to come to us quickly and swiftly as the noonday if we would but turn our entire being to him. That's what the psalmist David talks about in, in Psalms chapter 37. I encourage you to read that chapter. We need this kind of focus in this nation. Verse 13, words of wisdom flow from the one with true discernment, but to the heartless words of wisdom become like rods beating their backside. This is simply saying that those who can't receive correction, those who can't receive wisdom because they don't have wisdom to discern when someone corrects them or someone speaking, they treat it as an insult. You're judging me. You're coming against me. These are the hypersensitive people. And then on the other side, it might even be the hypercritical people. But in this specific verse, it's talking about there is a specific time that we're supposed to receive words of wisdom and words of wisdom causes us to be discerning. It causes us to be healed. Verse 14, wise men don't divulge all that they know, but chatting fools blurt out words that bring them to the brink of ruin. This is something that we gotta learn. People who like to talk, people who just like to, blurt out and word vomit and reveal all their lives. They don't have guards around their hearts. They're not guarding their hearts with all diligence. So what happens is we open the door for predators. We open the door for parasites. We open the door for those with forked tongues and ulterior motives and hidden agendas. We open the door for ruin. We heap it On our own selves because we don't understand the gate and protection of wisdom. We learned this on day two, chapter two that wisdom keeps us safe and wisdom is safety for us. You got to cry out and ask for wisdom. Even now, Father God, bring it to us near and far. Let wisdom, wisdom is calling out, I decree those who have ears to hear, hear the spirit of wisdom. Verse 19 through 25. If you keep talking, it won't be long before you're saying something really wrong. Prove yourself wise from the very start. Just bite your tongue and be strong. Here's another scripture. I don't know what's going on in in your nation, but here in the United States, everybody feels like they have to say something. They have to do this. They have to do that. Now we talked about, we reviewed, Uh, succinctly and also on a high level in various subsequent episodes. I'm not going to cover it on here, but you can go back and find those and listen to them. It is the decade of the redemptive prophet. It's the decade of the mouth. However, just because you have a mouth and your mouth has a tongue and you're burning with desire to say things doesn't mean you have to say it. This is why we need wisdom. We've got to learn when to bite our tongue. Let's go back to the scripture earlier that tells us that we have to be wise and know when to keep our lips sealed and understand the time and the season that we are in. We can't divulge everything or we'll heap ruin on ourselves. We make peace. We're not pursuing to destroy one another or even our own selves or be hateful. We're after peace. Verse 20, the teachings of the godly are like pure silver, bringing words of redemption to others. But the heart of the wicked is corrupt. We just talked about that. Wisdom causes us to speak and teach godliness, So that we are speaking redemption to other people rather than hurling uh, insults and injures things as well as hatred. 21. The lovers of God feed many with their teachings, but the foolish ones starve themselves for lack of an understanding heart. True enrichment comes from the blessing of the Lord with rest and contentment and knowing that all comes from him. Glory to God. Amen for that. The fool finds his fun in doing wrong, but the wise delight in having discernment. Again, it is a year to put on your distinguishing and discerning goggles. Verse 24 The lawless are hunted by their fears, and what they dread will come upon them, but the tongues of the lovers of God will all be fulfilled. This is how you can speak forth your destiny. This is how you can partner with the Spirit of God, knowing the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end, and call those things that are not as though they are. And finally, verse 25, the wicked are blown away by every storm and wind, but when a catastrophe comes, a catastrophe comes, the lovers of God have a secure anchor. Now that speaks to hope because scripture tells us in Romans that hope does not disappoint. It also tells us in the Hebrews that Jesus is the anchor for our soul. We cannot lose hope. I've been trying to encourage. I've been trying to herald. I've been trying to get people back into a place of hope and faith. Whatever you do, don't lose love, hope, and faith. Don't lose those things. And the greatest is love. Do not lose those things. So, These are the benefits of wisdom. Wisdom comes with so much, but wisdom is specifically speaking to the righteous people on righteous conduct. We need this more now than ever. I highly encourage you to go back and comb over Proverbs chapter 10, the entire chapter, replay. I've never asked this before. I've never, in my entire catalog, I have never asked or encouraged listeners to re-listen, I am encouraging you to re-listen to this episode because we need this now. All of us, so Father, I thank you that the Spirit of wisdom is here. I thank you that you hear those when we cry out and we call out to you, and that the Spirit of wisdom is filling us. Father God, we thank you for the Spirit of understanding. We thank you for discretion. We thank you for discernment. Father God, where we have spoken foolishly and frivolously, where we've opened our heart and left our gates unguarded and unprotected because we were uh, acting in indiscretion. Father, we ask for your redemption to come and say. Gave those things that we foolishly yet in innocence gave away. We ask, Father God, that you would blind the third eye, that you would blind those who are looking through a looking glass from a witchcraft manner. Father God, that you would keep us away from the parasites, that you would cause us to see by the Spirit, that you would illuminate our eyes with the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. That we would see when predators are coming and standing in our midst, predators are standing in our in our gates within our borders in our families in our jibes jobs in our ministries, whatever of the seven mountains we stand on, Father, and you will cause us to appropriately deal with them. you will cause us to offer them peace first, Father God, and then to move forward that we're not hurling insult for insult, but you're causing us to be enriched. This is what your word says: those who understand the time. Times and seasons, those who have their will, their intellect, and their emotion sanctified, aligned, and purified with you will be satisfied with the longings of their hearts. Father God, we will be rich and wealthy. We will have no lack, and we will not be incompetent, or the things that we know or desire will not come to naught or waste. That in the day of opportunity, we will walk through those windows and doors, and we will access all that you have for us. This is the the inheritance of the righteous who walk in wisdom. Father, I thank you that the sons of God will not be known as troublemakers in this hour. We will not be known as troublemakers with our tongues, as troublemakers from our flesh, from our carnal nature. We will be known as men of peace with wisdom distilled from our lips. And if that wisdom speaks correction that causes and stirs trouble, it is in against an unjust, deeply perverted, twisted system and structure and thrones of iniquity and we're taking down the strong men we're taking down those who are in high authority in the demonic realm and it's going to break over the humans and I decree those ones are being turned over into your kingdom oh God this is the wisdom of the righteous and this is what you expect of us this hour father I thank you that you're going to cause us to understand when to close our mouths and to be wise from the very beginning. Teach us, Holy Spirit, when to speak, when not to speak, what to share, what not to share. Help us not to bring ruins on ourselves and to see when someone is set against us or something is set against us to cause us to deceive and trick ourselves into bringing ruins on our own selves. Father, I thank you for a hedge of protection and a wall of fire that wisdom has produced for the righteous. Now, lovers of God, go forward in wisdom because you are righteous. It is your inheritance. Jesus has justified you and made you right during his death, his resurrection and his ascension. And according to Romans, because we died with him, we also are made alive in him because we rose with him. Blessings.